Nowadays, we put a lot of AV on the ones and zeros. We have to make sure that it gets there with integrity. They want more features, but they want to see less hardware. We are very much focused on others just as an industry. This is the Pro AV Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, from innovative tech to game-changing news, only on MarketScale. Sound check complete. Let's go. How important is lighting design to the feel and success of a corporate event? Kurt Wunsch, lighting designer at Alford Media, tells us it's everything. With over 20 years in the industry, working in many aspects of lighting design from theater to concert touring to corporate and special event designs, Wunsch has seen firsthand how critical both the aesthetic and functional elements of lighting design are for an event that's worth traveling to. Technology has brought us together in many ways, whether it's personally over FaceTime or professionally over Cisco WebEx, the in-person conference or live event on a corporate level isn't as necessary for communicating crucial information. That means they have to go above and beyond in their design and purpose to feel unique. Here's Wunch with his insight. All right, we are in the Dallas MarketScale podcast studio, joined by Kurt Wunch, lighting designer for Alford Media. Kurt, apparently this is your first podcast. Good morning. Yes, it is. Okay, well, <laughs> let's make it a good one. Great to have you here. How are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to get you in here. You are a lighting designer, so I think, of course, mm. we need to be talking about lighting design today. So I'm excited to dig in, and I'm excited to get your take on how lighting design has changed over the last few years, uh, where it's at, and how it can really help elevate events in general, but we'll focus mostly on corporate events, mm -hmm. just to kind of narrow the conversation. Right, there's um, a wide, wide world yeah, plenty out there. of events <laughs> yes. to focus on, yeah. So let's actually begin with, you were recently at LDI, mm -hmm. and I want to get um, just your perspective on how you think that event went this year, and maybe some trends you saw there that reflect how lighting design has changed over mm -hmm. the last few years. Yeah, it was fun. It's the first time I've been to LDI. We try and go every year, but yeah. it life just doesn't let that happen. So yeah, there's always that. some other event we have to be at or work actually working. Right. Um, but this, so this is the first time I've made it in probably five years plus. So it was neat to see the difference. It's the world has definitely changed out there. Yeah. You know, there's fun stuff like there was some really cool little automated drones that can fly and produce lighting effects with them, yeah. sort of like you're seeing, you know, at the Olympics and that kind of stuff. Um, other fun stuff was they have cool lasers now, mm. you know, or lasers are always cool. They are cool. <laughs> and they, you know, they've changed from a scenario where they used to be, you know, a whole laser tech and everybody involved and, you know, water and massive power and all that right. kind of stuff to now I can use it as just a lighting instrument, which is going to kind of change the dynamic of that, which is fun because, yeah. you know, lasers never grow old. No, no, <laughs> no, they only get more exciting, mm -hmm. in my opinion, mm -hmm. yeah. And it's great. You always see the new consoles and stuff like that, and, you know, that's kind of stuff we try and keep up with anyways, so yeah. it's nice to get the hands on the stuff. Um, but I think the biz biggest change right now is LED technology is where we're really changing. The market's really changing for us. It's become they're finally becoming bright enough and accessible enough that we can actually use them in a production standpoint. Right. Well, because I was going to say, it's not like LEDs are particularly new, but I mean, what changes have you seen in them that are making them more it's, accessible? Um, they're, they're putting them in fixtures that we use on a regular basis. You know, there's an old standard conventional unit, the Leco, the Source 4, whatever you want to call it, um, has always been a, a tungsten-based 
uh, unit. Right. Or, so it's always required a lot more power. And, you know, they've tried to put LED engines in there before, but they weren't getting the output. And finally, at this point in time, they're all starting to get the output. And it's, it's covering all of our moving lights now. Hmm. And it's expanding into a world where we can actually start to use it. It's been prevalent for a while as like psych lights right. and stuff like that. But now it's getting into an area where we can use it for stage washes and, you know, our big movement and that kind of stuff. Right. And would you say that's the biggest change in Pro-AV lighting design right now? Um, yeah, I think so. Because yeah. it, it really, it changes many aspects because it's a, especially doing corporate events where a lot of our stuff is based in, it's like filming a, a TV shoot, so you want color temperatures to match for screens right. and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's allowing us to work more flexible with color temperature. And also, because of corporate events, we're in you know, big ballrooms, small ballrooms, right. convention halls, so power is a huge aspect of that, you know, where something was drawing a thousand watts, now it's driving, drawing 50. Right. You know, right. so. Which is a considerable difference. A considerable yeah. difference. And Which is exciting. It is. Yeah. It is. It, it is. It must make things just easier on the setup end and uh, it just does. knowing that it's not going to be such a power hog. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and it also is, um, it's less expensive. Right. In the long run because the client doesn't have to pay for three times the usage. amount of power usage and stuff. So it, that, that's a big help. Yeah. So let's, I'm glad you brought up corporate events. Let's focus in on those as sort of just one area where we can see some changes in lighting design and how important lighting design can be for elevating or, you know, sabotaging, if not done right, <laughs> an event. So when lighting doesn't go very well at a corporate event or when there are issues, where and why does that typically happen? Mm -hmm. You know, where do you see lighting fall short at a corporate event? Well, I think there's, there's two aspects of that. You know, one is the again going back to the stage wash and the main focus of the presentation and everything around us is is ambient or whatever scenic elements or whatever we're lighting the stage wash is a fairly important element because most of the stuff somebody's recording for right. archival so if it looks bad or the color's wrong then that's what they're going to remember next time they're looking at past events or right. whatever it also affects you as an audience member if you know there's big shadows in the stage or people are not getting come uh yeah just it, it draws yeah, I mean, your if, attention like away from what's going all on from coming down like this and you've got shadows down on your face you're gonna look right, like a, right. an evil villain or, something. or if, yeah. if the color temperature is too blue people look ghostly yeah. and uncomfortable and you know from an environmental standpoint again with the lighting we like to say if you're not noticing it we're doing our job right, right. you know and that's kind of the the that's kind of where I try and live it you know yeah. when you notice something with the lighting usually we've done something wrong right <laughs> unless right. it's a big moment like a dance number or right. a product reveal or something like that right. but we try and keep in the background yeah so these lighting offerings at corporate events why is it so important for them to be really just blended into the background you know and I know there are times where the lighting needs to be a spectacle mm -hmm. but why is it important for it to just really integrate into the feel of the event and not distract I mean it sounds like an easy answer but right I guess I'd just like to hear it from you <laughs> um, trying to think of a good I think people aren't there it's not like you're going to a rock and roll concert right 
where you're expecting spectacle and intensity, you know, with a few exceptions, product launches, mm -hmm. big things like that. Um, no, you're going for to retrieve information and, you know, you're going to bond with other people or whatever the scenario is. You don't want to be distracted or pulled away from that. You don't want to be pulled away from the message that whoever's on stage or presenting or whatever is trying to give to you. And so if I'm pulling your attention away from that, then yeah. I'm not doing my job. Um, right. My job is to make you feel comfortable in the space. Right, right. And now, like, as an industry veteran, what would you say is the most common lighting mistake that happens at these corporate events? That you now know, like, okay, I always got to make sure this is locked in because it's easy to overlook it. Right, right. Um, again, I go back, well, the stage wash, I'd say, is a big portion of it because that's, again, what is seen in the long run. Mm -hmm. um, I th tend to think that the biggest challenge or the biggest thing that people would do wrong is to overdo it. Yeah. You know, it's so easy to overdesign, especially in some of these larger events and bigger corporations that are giving you more money. There's just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. You know, it doesn't need to be flashy. Right. It can just be there. Right. And it's so easy, again, because once you get flashy and trashy, all of a sudden you're drawing away from the moment. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think there's two different kinds of lighting that we need to dissect, too. You've got the functional lighting, like the stage wash mm -hmm. you just mentioned. Then we've got the aesthetic lighting or the lasers and the the stuff that pops out during the product launches. And both are important and both serve practical purposes. Mm -hmm. So I guess I wanted to get your take on how they coexist and how to avoid those two kinds of lighting competing when they're working together. Yeah, um, you always start with the functional, um, stage wash, et cetera, making sure we can see people mm -hmm. and, and making that a solid base for video records and cameras and stuff like that. Um, then you move on to the, you know, the ambiance, the feeling of the room, the environment you're trying to create, um, coming from your, whatever the uh, mode is or mood of the moment. Right. Um, and then we can also move into, you know, the bigger moments, the product reveals, the product launch, that kind of stuff where you really get the chance to be big and take all that, you know, play with the bells and whistles and the fun toys and... Um, Working them together is always the big trick because you don't want to overpower one by doing the other. You know, right. too much flash and trash, and all of a sudden you've pulled away from the the actual product that you're trying to launch. Right. You know, but when you get the big dance numbers and it's fun and you've got that's when you, especially doing corporate events, that's when you really get to kind of kind of enjoy yourself a little yeah. bit. You know, you get a big, you get to a little more creative. Yeah. Exactly. You can use the magentas on the stage uh -huh. and you know and branch out a little bit on it. Right, right, right. And so, I mean, to accomplish something like that, you're having to light and adjust the entire room then too, right? right. You're not just focusing on the stage. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the stage is a small portion of it now. Yeah. yeah. And is that something that has changed recently? I mean, I, I feel like that concept isn't totally new, right? right. Having to immerse your people in whatever event they're at, you want them to feel like the whole room is part of the event. But mm -hmm. has that changed as of late and has become more of a focus it's, in the industry? It's definitely become more of a focus in the industry. And I think, 
I think people have gone, I think the industry has gone from having a set stage where everybody sits and stares at the stage and gets all their information from that to creating these full environments. Mm -hmm. uh, nowadays, it's people, they're bringing in custom furniture in the audience. So, they, you know, some sections will have sofas and, hmm. you know, instead of just ballroom chairs, right. it's they're trying to engage the audience in a full capacity and now so that's really brought our job away from the stage and out into the house and into the environment we always have tried to create the environment right but it's usually been done from a black world behind you and that information's coming from the stage area whereas nowadays i think it's a lot more surrounding you and yeah which i like i mean it really feels like corporate events in general or at least the pro AV industry that's powering these events is wanting to increase that experiential feel mm -hmm. for the events, which is, is really important because at the end of the day, a trade show, some corporate event where, you know, it could just be everyone from the company coming together and doing a, an end of year wrap up, could be anything. Those are important and those boost company morale. They um, increase connections within the industry. Mm -hmm. They could be really important for showcasing a new product and all of that shouldn't be just thrown together, right? And right. I don't think anyone is planning on just throwing it together, no, but... sometimes they do, but... Yeah, right, <laughs> but, but let's, let's try to avoid that. Right. Um, no, but yeah, it's, it's a really essential part of the corporate world. Mm -hmm. And it's just great to see that something like lighting is also being thought of as just as essential as the content that's being shown mm -hmm. or just as essential as the people who are presenting, right? I mean, the lighting that is going to make those people look like humans and <laughs> make right. them look flush <laughs> or elevate the product launch with great lasers, with great, um, you know, great circling lights and fog lights and everything. It's, uh, it's all a big experience and mm -hmm. it's cool to see that the industry is going in the direction right. of how do we elevate this to mm -hmm. the next level. Well, and it's a lot of that's because it's so easy nowadays for people to, you know, Skype or do, right. you know, big multi meetings via, you know, computers right. and, but there's something to be said for pulling people together to do face-to-face -face and engaging them in that way. It's, it, you just get a different inter interaction. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, I think we're seeing technology simplify a lot of things. I mean, you see this in commerce in a very different kind of way. E-commerce comes in, it makes people uh, more savvy on what deals are out there, and that leads to stuff like Black Friday being mm -hmm. less of an event because they can get the same deals year-round, oh, yeah, right? Exactly. And so now stores are having to find ways to up that in-person experience to get people off their couch. Mm -hmm. It's very similar, I guess, with corporate events too. Skype, like you said, um, corporate messengers like you know, Slack or Microsoft Teams, right. it makes communication so easy and something like Cisco WebEx uh, you know, makes mm -hmm. it so easy to just chime in, right. get your meeting out of the way, and mm -hmm. go. The in-person yeah. doesn't have to be there, but now it's like, how can we take those in-person events and raise it to the next level mm -hmm. so that when people do go out of their way to fly somewhere, travel somewhere, go to the, the meeting event, uh, it's going to blow them away. It's going to be something that they're going to remember. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's, it engages them and gets them involved. Right. Because everybody wants to be involved. You know, yeah. otherwise you're just going to see a show and right. that's, you know... That's not the whole point. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I'd like to get an anecdote from you, actually, really looking at a recent design you've put together that because of the lighting, it was elevated from 
decent or even great to uh, outstanding, amazing. It was really a one-of-a-kind show. Mm -hmm. And what steps did you take to ensure that the lighting was perfect for that show? <laughs> one of my major events I work on every year is um, I've been doing the same show f for the same client for 20-something years now. And... Um, They've always been very good at letting letting me engage the audience and pull them into what was going on. Right. Um, last year's event was in a theater space, and instead of making it the action happen on a stage, you know, in a proscenium stage where everything happened kind of in stage, they brought the stage into the room and then dropped behind it, you know, 120 foot by 40 foot tall um, LED wall, mm -hmm. which is a lot of information, and it was stunning um but it's instead of just letting that be the focal point i was able to use design you know to pull the whole house into it and by watching what was happening on the screen i can paint the walls i can paint the room mm -hmm. to match it to make it feel like it's all one big screen and one big environment as opposed to you know, just the screen changing colors right. and changing names. And, you know, I can engage everybody into it, even the guy that's sitting in the nosebleed seats, you know. So yeah. it's, that's part, all part of the fun of what we do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, definitely. What's the coolest lighting technology that you've used recently that is maybe a little newer or has been improved um, that just really really gets you going, you know, it's really exciting well, for you specifically. It's, it's kind of sad because it really is this <laughs> new, uh, the new Source 4 Lico that's it's an LED based unit and mm -hmm. it, it just it's not flashy yeah. it's not fancy it doesn't do anything real special but it does make life easier because of again like I said earlier as power requirements that kind of stuff is so much easier right and color temperature and stuff like that it just makes makes my life so much easier and yeah. ultimately makes the overall picture look better um, from a simple technology which is fun yeah yeah so to wrap things up, I'd like you to give some advice to other lighting designers out there. Uh, you obviously know your stuff. You know what makes or breaks a good corporate event or even just good design. What would you say to other lighting designers out there for you know, like a simple tip for making sure that each show they do is elevated to its maximum potential? And what can they be doing differently? What should they be focusing on? Little things, big things mm -hmm. that um, can really change their whole operation and, and make for great designs. Right. I think the biggest thing I can say is that don't base the design on what you want. Mm. Base the design on what is needed, what, what the messages you're trying to get across, whether you're working in theater, you know, right. or you're doing a rock and roll show. Do it for that, not for what, oh, I'd love to have this bell and whistle right. and this toy and this cool moving light, because um, it might not be necessary. Um, so start with what the purpose of what you're doing is, and then build from there, and that's where it all comes from. Yeah. You know, that comes back from my old theater days to, you know, rock and roll. Right. You know, you can, there's some basic concepts you can start with, but start with what the purpose is, yeah. and then design out from there, and make it flexible. 
you know, keep yourself flexible because I don't care if you're in a theater that's been there for a hundred years or if you're in a ballroom that, you know, was built last week, Right. things are going to be different and they're going to change. And, you know, you just got to get through it, yeah. you know, and yeah. be flexible and not get angry. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. You actually, you mentioned that quote in here, right? You said, don't get mad. Get just, it done. Just get it just done. Get, get her done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah. Okay, well, Kurt, thank you so much for coming in the podcast studio and giving us your insight on trends in lighting design and some tips for how to put together the best corporate event. It's always great to hear how simple changes in technology are powering really big events and making big waves in the industry. It always... Uh, always gets me excited to hear other people feel passionate about it. So thanks again for coming in here. Oh, my pleasure. Definitely. Yeah, it was thank great you. chatting. Yeah. yeah thank you. <laughs> and thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. And make sure to leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.